My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the, the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. <laughs> Welcome to Hype Episode 7. And in this special bonus episode, it's not that special, <laughs> bonus episode, Yeah. we will be discussing the brand new Octavia Spencer film, which is cool in itself, uh, Ma. Yes. She was amazing. She was incredible. So I did not hate this movie. I was not blown away by this movie. Yeah. Um, it kind of fell into that category of I've seen it and it's fine, but I've seen it a million times and it's a little tired. Like every single teenage horror movie. Yeah. If you're a horror fan and you truly go and watch a lot of horror, you'll probably be a little bored because it's the yes. same dialogue and the same buildup. You and I even looked at each other and we're like, okay, I'm bored. We talked about it in the movie theater. I was like, seen it, seen it seen this a million mm-hmm. times what was interesting to me though was that octavia spencer not only acted in this she produced it as well mm-hmm. and so it's not a poorly done film it's edited well i mean the cinematography is basic but it's fine the music was basic but fine mm-hmm. there just was nothing about it that set it apart except for octavia spencer's character exactly there just wasn't enough of like the true true crazy that she was supposed to be there was just a lot of anticipation of that and then maybe like i don't know a few like 20 minutes total of it and then that was it where you really wanted some more crazy throughout instead of just the suggestive this is kind of creepy this is not right exactly what are we getting to here what kind of i thought so we are not those kind of people that don't watch trailers No. I know a lot of, like, movie reviewers try to go into it knowing basically nothing because what that does is it sets up expectations. I wish, but we unfortunately have to go to movies in the general public. We don't get screenings or anything, so we we have to see the trailer. We see the... I mean, I can't even tell you. Countless amounts of times I saw the Pet Cemetery trailer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just everywhere. It's really hard to avoid. And when you don't get screeners, Mm -hmm. when you are just part of the general public... You know, it's not like we're Ebert, you know, Roger Ebert. So you don't want to be late because you don't want to miss anything. So you're going to see the trailers and the trailers are fun. And so I don't want to like uh, there are trailers to movies that aren't horror related that I'm excited for now because I've seen them. So it's not like it. I guess we could technically just tune out, but it's like a giant ass screen and a ton of sound you're gonna get it exactly i thought going into this movie i was like this is interesting because some of the imagery kind of reminds me of a voodoo or hoodoo oh, no. kind of situation that's what we were hoping for is that that would be really freaking yeah cool. and i know there are some voodoo movies but nothing has really stuck with me since the skeleton key which i believe i could be wrong this is just off memory was released in 2004 mm-hmm. so i thought that there might be an opportunity if you can do it in a culturally sensitive way but like you brought up the other day when I was talking about well you know I know that there's the problem of like cultural appropriation or not being sensitive to those kind of topics but all exorcism movies are catholic exactly you know I mean everything is taken from someone's culture exactly and so I thought that maybe it's going to be a really cool like ritualistic movie and it wasn't. No. And so I don't necessarily think that was a missed opportunity because it's not like they were going for anything like that. But yeah. I, I got kind of excited because some of the imagery was. But that might be an opportunity for other movies down yeah. the line would be really cool. Yeah. And I'm actually, this is off topic, really excited to do skeleton the skeleton key mm-hmm. later. Yeah. I don't, I don't, next year I think is skeleton key. I think or so. Or this year. So spoiler alert. 
if you're new of here and all of our hypes in all of our movies but like right we haven't really all the hype episodes are brand new still in theaters we get them out within typically two weeks of them being released mm -hmm. we go opening weekend yes and so it takes us you know we typically get it out the weekend after it's been released so mm -hmm. the movie is still brand new it's been out for a week almost as of recording this this is thursday it was released last yes. friday so but if you don't want to hear the whole walkthrough don't listen. This is a full spoiler review yes. with a full plot walkthrough. But if you don't care or you've seen it and you just kind of want to hear us talk about it, then continue to listen. So this movie opens with the same... This is going to get kind of old, I feel like, in this review, but it's the same scene you've seen. Okay. It opens with them driving to a new place. Yes. They're moving. I, Where the camera pans up and you're watching yeah, the road. Yeah, it's drone footage. Exactly. Which is, it's very reminiscent of, like, early, late 2000s movies. I was about to say, like, The <laughs> Haunting love, of Connecticut. or that was even fun back then. Yeah. That was nostalgia for then. We're done now. Let's yeah. Let's something else. Well, and it's, you know, even if you are going to do that, I would have probably been okay with all of this, like, formula stuff had the ending been a little bit better like it none of this movie is bad oh the ending honestly once they finally get to the good stuff was great but yes. you didn't have enough of it right the movie was so boring and then all of a sudden it hits and then it's done and you're just like Th that's but it. i want more exactly yeah so this girl named maggie is moving with her mother and it's a single mother situation and her, her mother's name is Erica, and Erica is Juliette Lewis, mm -hmm. and we recorded Cape Fear recently, and so we watched it with the Robert De Niro, yeah. the 90, 1991, I want to say, and I, her character drove me fucking crazy in that movie, and I could not figure out why I hated this mom <laughs> character so much for no reason, and then I was like, because I just watched Cape Fear and she was a bitch-ass teenager is why I didn't like her. Do you like Juliet Lewis usually? Or is it just because we watched it? It's just because I am still reeling from how much I hate her character in Cape Fear. So. Okay. Because I was like, I like Juliet Lewis and honestly, I think she did a good job. Like, the character the, sucked, but the actress did a good job. All, I think her. all of the acting in this movie was fine. Mm -hmm. Of course, Octavia Spencer is going is to shine amazing. far above because she's Octavia Spencer. But I think the, all the acting, even the kids, was fine for how it was written and directed. It was it was fine. They That yeah. was the, the high point of this movie was the performances done yes. by the actors. Everything else was the basic shit you've seen a million times. That, that's the sad part about this movie was yeah. everything was fine. Yeah. Nothing was amazing. Yeah. Except for Octavia Spencer. Yeah. So they're moving back to this little town in Ohio after Erica's husband leaves her for another woman. You find out. And they're moving back to this pretty small town. And so Maggie's the new kid, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't have any friends. And then, of course, she gets in with the, like, annoying popular girl that's, yeah. like, unrealistically full of herself and ditzy. Right? Yeah. All the teenagers in this are so unrealistic. I think that horror movie and really any maybe script writers that are adults that's so been a long time since they've been in high school. They don't school. realize what it's like now. Yeah. I mean, you've been out of high school for what? 10 years? A decade now. I've been out of high school for about eight years. So it's not like we're like fresh out or anything, but teenagers do not, I mean, I'm sure there are those cases, but as a majority, teenagers don't talk and behave like some of these movies portray yes, them to. Exactly. I'm not saying kids don't party and I'm not saying kids don't get high and I'm not saying they're not assholes, but like 
it's always so exaggerated in these movies, yeah, their these behaviors. These kids are, like, borderline alcoholics in this fucking movie. Yeah. And I understand that there are some teenagers who become alcoholics in high school, but not through parties. Like, they drink by themselves. Yeah. These kids and are partying all the fucking time. They're just chugging yes. bottles of liquor. Yes. Just straight vodka. But, you know, we'll get into that in a minute, but I think that uh, scriptwriters should really go back and and truly observe. I don't know how you do this without being creepy, <laughs> but, like, really, maybe talk to teenagers. None of get... you people have teenage kids that yeah. can watch this and be like, no. Well, and it's so funny because so many of the, and these most, most teenagers in these movies are not the, like, they're not stupid kids. They're usually, like, <laughs> fairly smart and they do okay in their classes, as far as you can tell. Not that it ever gets into their academics, but you can kind of tell they're not, like, stupid, mm-hmm. stupid kids. All the kids always talk in, like, the letter C and the letter U for see you later and L-8-R. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in high school, I typed in full sentences when I texted. Exactly. For the most part, except for, like, LOL, you know, BRB, those IDK. kind of things. Exactly. And I, I just think adults... Don't give teenagers enough credit where credit is due as far as their behaviors and yeah, some of their, I don't know, ways that they conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. Some people may disagree with me and think that this portrays teenagers to a T and that's how they have seen teenagers. That's just not been mine or yours experience. No. So maybe it's the crowd we ran with. Maybe. But that's not how I saw even the quote unquote popular kids. They really no. just kept to themselves in their clique. And... All the popular kids in my high school were all the smart ones, the heads of all the clubs and stuff. Yeah. So, and even the kids that I ran with were not the popular ones. They were the nerds. Of course, we're not going to be like that. We're fucking nerds. So. Yeah, right. So they meet this girl, Maggie. So Maggie, again, is the new girl, and she befriends Andy, Haley, Chaz, and Daryl, who invite her to drink with them pretty much upon meeting her. Yeah. Which is kind of ballsy. Because you don't know this girl. She could go tell her mom that mom could tell her your parents because they're moving back to her mom's hometown. So she knows like most of these people. So it's just weird how they're like, hi, nice to meet you. Want to get drunk? Yes. I'm Mm -hmm. like the worst at peer pressure, meaning I don't deal with it at all. So I would have been that one. Um, fuck no. And then if you kept pushing, I would go tell someone you're like, "Mm, you're fucking alcoholic. I need an adult. Yeah. And what's also interesting is she doesn't, I always, I was very in tune to her wardrobe throughout this whole movie. She doesn't dress like them. She's in like overalls and kind of not, it's just a different style. It's more like, I guess, boho, if you will. That's true. It's, and they're like very, you know, she's wearing midriffs and leather jackets and things like that. So it doesn't even look like just upon appearances that she really fits in with them if you're just going to look at it from the surface. So it's just interesting to me like, hey, new girl, let's go get drunk. And then the first thing they do in this basically next scene is go sit in front of a liquor store, it right in front of it, right in front, park their van in front of the front window under the awning, taking up the whole, all the parking spots. Hey, will you buy me and my friends booze? What kind of city is this to where somebody's not going to call the one sheriff that doesn't have anything to do? <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Make it a little sneakier. Like, park around the side or something. Because mm-hmm. everyone, it's a even a marked van with, like, yes. a company logo and, and information and a phone a number. small town. I guarantee right. you that, I mean, she even says that the person that runs the convenience store knows her. One of the girls Exactly. The yeah. Come on. But before we even get to this scene or the one where they are really talking to her, Maggie meets this girl in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And her wheelchair is motorized and there's this little, 
like hill she has to get up and she doesn't have enough juice Mm-hmm. And so Maggie pushes her wheelchair up. The awkwardness is great. <laughs> yeah. they. I mean, they do hit some things correctly. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. She says, thanks for the push. And she, she says something you like, too. you too. And, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> because you would actually say that accidentally. And then you're like, God, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, people do that all the time. Or it was so funny because we were working the other day and I was talking to a patient. And I said something very specific to her. Mm-hmm. Like, good luck on your long drive home. And she was like, you too. Yeah. And so she, I could, when I walked away, I bet she was like, exactly. Just say. Exactly. Or like when you go to the movies and you get popcorn and they go, enjoy your movie. And you're like, you too. And you're like, well, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then you think about it for the rest of the day. Yes. <laughs> so that's really the only, this girl is really nice to Maggie and Maggie obviously helped her out. And that's really the only thing that you know about her Mm -hmm. is they talk, small talk for a minute and they separate and then she meets this this other group of kids and immediately goes to buy alcohol with them. So I was the kind of kid where, and it seems like Maggie is to an extent, I would rather, I was a bitch and a little bitch because I would literally rather do anything than get in trouble. (laughs) Like, oh, there's no way I would have done that. I've been like, no, I'm fucking out. I'll walk home. It's okay. I don't need your van. Y'all don't have parents that drink that you can swipe some liquor from. But these kids drink so much that like a few shots is not going to do it. They're not going to be able to like sneak it back in. No, hell no. So they have to basically, every time they drink, there's like five of them and they get like bottles and bottles and like so, like a box of liquor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're fucking alcoholics. Right. (laughs) I mean, somebody that drinks, I mean, that young that just grabs a bottle of vodka and just starts drinking it like water has been doing it for a while. (laughs) And they're only like 16, 17 in this. They're not like about to graduate. The uh, Maggie's mom says like my 16 year old daughter like Mm -hmm. in it. So she's not even like a senior yet. She's like a sophomore or a junior. Exactly. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And so one of the friends is failing over and over and over. And so they're like, oh, Maggie's the new girl. You go do it. Nobody knows you. You go do it. And Mm -hmm. I would be like, "Mm, fuck you guys. I'm out. But she does it because she wants to fit in. And so she sees Octavia Spencer's character. Her name is Sue Ann. Yeah, Sue Ann. So she sees Sue Ann walk out of her work with a dog and she's a vet tech. Or she works at a vet clinic Mm -hmm. or as a kennel technician, something along those lines. And she asks her and she says, not interested at first. And then she's like, oh, hell, you're going to go drink where I drink as a kid. So she goes and gets some liquor. And that's where this whole relationship with her starts. So they get the alcohol from her. And Sue Ann notices that the van, like I said, was marked. Mm-hmm. And it shows it. So it's not subtle. It like no. shows the, you know, it's like a security company and she's like looking at it intently. And there's this kid named Andy who is actually Maggie's love interest in this in here in just a few. And you can tell that Sue Ann is just like staring at that and knows who it is. And then she, after they go to, I think they call it the rock pile. Yeah. It's just like. This, like, like bulldoze rubble area, yeah, weird. that I guess is, like, remote in this little town that kids can go drink without, like, it's weird. being caught. But then Sue Ann also says it's where she went and drank when she was, like, so, like, nobody's just, like, regularly patrolling that area for mm-hmm. drinking kids. They got it made in this right? little town. And then it starts to get creepy because, obviously, Sue Ann is the 
Octavia Spencer's character is the antagonist here. And she starts searching all of them on social media. Yes. And then the stalking aspect starts to come in. She's more digitally stalking, but then it obviously it's a progression movie as they all are. Like, starts small, builds up. Mm -hmm. But you think she's going to either go join them or go talk to them, call them, message them, whatever. But she actually calls the number on the van and basically turns them in for drinking because yeah. she star- she wants to start this uh, issue for them that it's not safe to drink so out there anymore. So to go to her house. Yes. So the next day, they see Sue Ann again and she invites them to drink in her basement and they do. And then it just becomes like the hangout spot. So it... It's really weird, though, because it's like they go over and there's five of them. And, of course, there's, like, the two girls and then there's three guys. Andy is her love interest and then there's Chaz and then they go over to her house and they're like, oh, you sh-. she first of all, she tells them, do not go upstairs. Yeah. That's not your place to be. That's my place to be. And you're Which not allowed to go up there. That's her home. Yeah. You don't want rowdy teenagers up there. Like, it's fair in the beginning, and then she gets creepy with it. Right. And she has, like, a bathroom down there and everything they need. And one of them, I think Chaz, but there's Chaz and Daryl, which they're not her our main character's major love interest, so I don't remember which is which. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure Chaz, he's kind of like, if I have the character correct, the ripped dude. Yeah. Like, he's the jock, you know. Mm-hmm. And... He says, like, you need lights down here. We can clean this place up. Put a rug and the sofa. And ma- and he has, like, all the all these specific things that he thinks would make it a cool hangout. Mm-hmm. And she just randomly grabs a fucking gun. And pulls it on him. And points it at him. And tells him to, st- like, not to talk to her like that. And then tells him to strip. Like, yeah. take all your clothes off. And you think at first she's going to be like, ah, I'm just kidding. No. no. She makes him go all the way. All the way. All of his clothes are off. He's holding his wiener. And then she just laughs. He's staring, standing there, stripped down naked. If that had been a woman, this would have been a whole different movie. Very true. It would have been another, like, last house on the left kind of situation. Like, you know. But then she just laughs it off and the other kids are like, "Eh." (laughs) like... Yeah, but that, even the audience, we're all like, oh my god, this is bad. And then she starts laughing and we all start laughing. Like, okay. The tension cuts. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that would, I would never go back after that. Ever. That's too creepy mm-hmm. and scary and all of those things to forgive. Yeah. You can't pull a gun on a kid, a child, and tell him to strip naked, no matter how adult his or body looks. anybody. You would just, like... Yeah, but that's like child or not yeah but that is that brings in like sexual assault of a minor into it also like you know and these kids again while they don't look it because they probably aren't in real life are supposed Mm -hmm. to be 16 years old i would immediately tell an adult that is terrifying i would tell my mom like but that's of course a horror movie and that's not how this movie plays out they're like oh mom's so funny they've gotta have their fix yeah and they call her like one of them says like hey ma and mm-hmm. that's how she gets her name. Because she, you don't really know what her motive is until it starts doing these cutscenes later. 
But it's almost like, is she just a, you kind of think she's just a really old, lonely, not really mm-hmm. old, but an older, yeah, lonely person. She talks about how her husband left and you don't know if she has any family. She's exactly. just living out there by herself. So you could see her like living vicariously through these teenagers, you know, as, as a plot point on its own. Yeah. So, you know, but you don't really know the motivation until later, but just <laughs> stripping down a kid naked with a gun... She's like, this ain't even real. It ain't even... I just found it down here when I moved. That's fuck. That's real. <laughs> that is... No. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to continue to go to her basement to drink because it's a safe space. Nobody's going to know. They have couches and a hangout spot. It's awesome. And she's excited every time they go over there. But pretty quickly here, she gets their numbers and they're like, how did... She get our numbers and they're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, when we're drunk, sometimes we give out our numbers. No, like, this one whatever. bitch when she's drunk gives out people's numbers. Yeah. Stop being friends with her. Yeah. Haley is like that character that you, we all have a friend that when they, you just like don't want to drink with them. You're like, yeah. you get a little too turnt for me. <laughs> but Haley's like, oh, yeah, I give out numbers all the time when I'm drunk. And so they're like, okay, well, that's probably how she got them. But earlier you saw her like stalking them. Yeah. So they start to, she's constantly like, hey, party at Moss, come by. And so they're all like, yeah, hell yeah. And she just like leaves them a big case of booze just like by their van. At school. When they're at school. At my school, even though it was a smallish town, a basically like, he wasn't like a real cop, but like a security guard, drove to the parking lot to make sure we weren't sitting in our car smoking weed drinking had guns in our car or were leaving to skip school yeah i don't i don't like nobody saw her walking over with this it looks like a case of wine so that's basically what it is she just walks it over and sets it under their tire and nobody sees anything okay nope it's also the placement is very telltale on this because one of their friends that's not really in the friend group they make it a point to talk about her bracelet in one scene Mm -hmm. when they're just randomly in the high school they're like oh my god i love your bracelet and now pretty much the entire high school population has heard about this party hangout it's amazing though teachers pick up on a lot they hear everything Mm -hmm. there's not one teacher that's gonna call one parent and be like they all don't give a shit they're hanging out at someone named ma's house and ma sounds like an adult Mm -hmm. like there's someone that is giving our kids alcohol or giving your kids alcohol there's just so many times i feel like this could have been thwarted but then we wouldn't have a movie and then it would make too much sense or the more kids you add the more alcohol she then has to go buy nobody's going wow you're buying a shit ton of booze are you a fucking alcoholic that's true yeah definitely but I guess in a small town, there's nothing else to do but drink. But she's all... This town knows her as being, like... A loner? Single. And even her boss, like... throwing parties? Yeah, exactly. Because she works at this veterinary clinic, and even her boss, like, doesn't really like her. She's always yeah. barking orders at her and yelling at her and pissing her off, like, telling yeah. her to get off her phone. Like, so she doesn't have any friends that you know of exactly so who is partying with her every single weekend and if she knows the clerk maybe she, I, I don't know we're not supposed to think about this kind of thing so when, that's basically what this movie is about yes it's, it's a surface movie don't think deeply about it yeah and if you really like we took friends with us that are not horror movie fans they liked and it. they liked it because it's not like we and one thing that i've said before in previous episodes one thing I was worried about with this podcast is we would just be so immersed in horror, old, new, brand new releases, 
remakes, you know, reboots, those kind of things, that it would start to get a little old. And I'm not going to lie, like, seeing the same movie over and over, if I didn't ever watch horror movies and I just enjoy them every now and then, this would be a good movie. Yeah. Still a little too much build up. But the people that went with us that are not horror fans thought it was a good movie. Very, and it is entertaining at face value. It's just if you're a horror fan and you go see all the new releases and you watch horror constantly in all of its formats and subgenres and you are just so immersed in that world, it's just something that is passable. Yes. But it's definitely, it's not one of those movies that I'm like, this was garbage. I wasted my money. I wasted my time. Like, I wasn't mad when I left. I just was was a little let down, like a little deflated, but not upset or or like incredibly disappointed. Mm Mm-hmm. That only really happened with, in my opinion, La Llorona, but we were also kind of expecting it because it was a franchise movie that was there to make money. Yeah. So I I haven't been incredibly disappointed really by anything this year. There's just been very little that's blown me away. Mm -hmm. They have also made a point in this movie to talk about, like, they made a point to talk about their friend's bracelet Ma has also mentioned to Maggie that she loves her earrings. And Mm -hmm. something else, as they've been partying, Maggie and Andy end up deciding to be, like, an official couple. Mm -hmm. And she can tell, Maggie can tell that there's something Ma is either thinks he's cute or is just being really creepy. There's a lot of creepy, like, these are minor kids. Yeah. You're in a fucking adult, like, stop being a fucking predator in, like, a sexual way. But she can, she thinks that Ma is in love with her boyfriend, Andy. And she's not right, but she's not wrong either. So you have all, we've started getting some cutbacks to Ma's childhood at this point in the movie. And you see that she was not the cool kid. She was definitely an outcast. In my opinion, it made a point to show that she was the only black person in this sea of white faces. And so she felt very outcasted. And these popular girls and men and guys started to kind of talk to her, give her some attention. And as viewers, we know they're probably just doing that to be really mean and pick on her. But as a girl that is very hopeful and all she wants to do is fit in, of course, she's going to pretty much do whatever they ask and respond to them and just be very open to them, which is really sad. We have also seen that Maggie's mother is working at a casino and runs into Ben Hawkins, who is Andy's father, Mm -hmm. and his girlfriend, Mercedes. Mercedes is a fucking mess. Yes. She's a drunk-ass bitch. Like, when I say drunk, I mean, like, perpetually. Like, she is a drunk. And then Ben is, he was kind of, they have this reunion of, oh, they all went to high school together and they ran in the same circles. Da-da-da. Oh, my God. You came back. How sad. You know, to Maggie's mom. Yeah. It's so messed up. Yeah. And, you know, I don't ever want to go back to my hometown, but if somebody did and, you know, they didn't want to, or, like, if I really didn't want to and somebody was like, oh, how sad, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I wanted to move back to my hometown, that's one thing, but to make fun of her, being like, you work here? Because she's a, a waitress at a casino. Like, mm-hmm. that's fucked up. But she's just a bitch is what you learn here. That's what the point of this scene was. And you also learn about Ben Hawkins, Andy's father, who owns the security company where his, you know, Andy has his van instead of a car. It's just one of the fleet vans that he has. And so we got that casino scene and 
we're starting to realize that Maggie's mother, Mercedes, and Ben Hawkins all went to school and were part of the group that Sue Ann so desperately wanted to be a part of. And now they're all back as adults. Well, Maggie's mom was her friend. I don't think she was really a part of the group. I don't think she was a part of the group, but she definitely didn't speak up for Sue Ann. Yeah, she knew that she was kind some of a sheep. Was going on, but and she, she didn't agree with it. Yeah, but, but she, she didn't do anything about it. Well, either. she didn't want to outcast herself. You know, it's like it's not. It's kind of like in Carrie. Like you've got all these horrible girls, and there's one outlier. But in Carrie, she actually does something for her, and here she misses that opportunity. Yeah. Granted, she doesn't blow up a high school, but she does some shit to get back at them. I even noted that to you in the theater. I was like, this is like Carrie if she had made it out of school. That's exactly what you said to me (laughs) in the theater, yeah. She comes back for revenge, and what's going to hit a parent harder than taking revenge on their children? Yeah. Which is exactly what she's doing. And the kids start to get really annoyed with her. I mean, she's she shows up at school. Yes. On, like, like a random Thursday or something. Yeah, it's like, we have school tomorrow. She's like, hey, party at Ma's. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, Ma. Like, we got homework. And mm-hmm. she's like, y'all being lame. What about you, girls? And they're like, no, sorry. And then she gets real pissed off. Mm-hmm. And since they're, everyone in the school knows about it, she's also throwing a birthday party for this girl that we saw earlier with the bracelet. Yeah. And Maggie, at this point, they've gotten really annoyed with her. She showed up at school randomly. She won't leave them alone. She's constantly texting them, sending them videos that kind of look like Snapchat, but some sort of social Mm -hmm. media videos like, hey, come party. Are you guys mad at me? Why are you ignoring me? All this stuff. And they throw a birthday party. She throws a birthday party for this girl. And they go, begrudgingly, they go. And. Well, they were supposed to go on a date. Like, their first date. This new couple. And instead, they go over to just say hi. Just wish happy birthday for a minute. And then she gets fucking drugged. And her earrings get taken. Along with that bracelet, which we see all of that later. And what the. It shows. She's a vet tech, so she has access to some drugs. Maggie goes to this party. She takes a shot. She's drugged. Mm-hmm. It's diazepam, which mm-hmm. is basically a sedative and a tranquilizer, if you will. And her earrings that we've, her, has, she's mentioned before, mm-hmm. like, Ma's like, oh, those are pretty earrings. She wakes up and she can't find them. And she wakes up in her bed the next day. No idea how she got there. Nothing. And so Maggie gets really freaked out. And she's like, she tells Andy, we're not going to Ma's anymore. We're done. It's dangerous. She's weird. So Maggie's resolved and Andy agrees. Okay. I won't go. We won't go anymore. And Haley even has put out like they are all starting to agree that she's crazy. So Haley has even put out on social media to all the student body. Don't go to Ma's anymore. That bitch is crazy. And Ma sees this. Mm -hmm. She gets it because she's got them all on social media and she loses her fucking she is so mad because she is she i don't know i'm assuming she has this like master plan Mm -hmm. to fuck all this shit up but if they don't come over then she doesn't get to continue with that so then she basically tells them all to go to the rock pile and it's an emergency and they're like fine one more time we'll hear what she has to say And that'll be that. And she tells them that she's sorry for being crazy and overbearing. And she has a stage four cancer diagnosis. And she lies about cancer to make it feel bad to come back. 
But then they see the fucking bracelet yes. that she stole from their friend. Yes. So both girls realize her earrings are missing, there's a ring missing from the other girl, and yeah. this fucking bracelet, Ma's fucking got them. So they bust into her house. Yeah. They're like, let's go get our fucking jewelry back while she's at work. Yes. They go to Ma's house. And they go up the stairs and they find these huge, I would say baby gate, but they're tall. They're like people size. It's a cage. It's like a full on box. It has a top the, to it and yes. The upstairs part of her house is a cage. Yes. For something. Ugh. And even And then er- you see something walk. Yes. Okay. Even earlier in a scene, you heard like weird banging from upstairs. You yes. thought she had someone like captive like when i yeah. still thought it was a voodoo movie i was like ooh, she's yeah. got like a ritual going i was like on. it's her ex-husband or something yeah which would have been a good yeah but they're in ma's room and she's got pictures of all of them and then they see that she's got pictures of their parents yes and but she's got her face cut out put in in those pictures like right. she was in the scene all along exactly Creepy. yes and they are sufficiently creeped out they're like this is fucking weird this is the only scene in this movie that made me jump. And this yes. was such a good jump scene. Yes. But, I, but it's not one of those jump scenes that's actually worth anything. Like, No, it was cheap. But it was. It but was it got effective. Me. Yes. Like, I dumped popcorn everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Which is the first time that's ever happened to me. I went. <gasps> <laughs> the whole theater did. Everyone. Like, you just felt everyone just go. Oh, like, <laughs> and move in their seats. Uh, and people started laughing after that. Because, of course, they released yes. that tip. Attention. And it got so what you see is they turn around and there's someone in a mask standing behind them, but it's like an, an African mask. Yeah, which she's had all over the walls. Everywhere. Right. And you find out in this scene that that girl that Maggie helped that was in a wheelchair that she helped push up this little ramp or hill. Her name is Jeannie, and it's Ma's daughter. Mm-hmm. And you had no idea. They had no idea that Ma had a child, much yeah. less someone they went to school with and kind of knew, yeah. at least relatively. They had classes with her, and she was in their grade, or they saw her around. And then it gets, like, full-on Gypsy Rose with it. Yeah, this is definitely a Munchausen by oh, proxy dude. issue. Yes. Yeah. So Jeannie tells them, you guys need to leave because Ma comes home mm-hmm. during this. Because meanwhile, at her vet clinic that she's working at, Ben Hawkins, Andy's father, walks in. And she is yeah. so enamored by him. And you can tell. And he's like, oh, my God, it's been like 15 years. How's Let's it been? Let's go drink after. Here's my problem with this scene at the vet clinic. I am from a what used to be a small-ish town. Not anymore. But... This whole thing, this whole town, this whole idea of this town is supposed to be very, very small. All these people that went to high school together are still in the same city. Like, you know, it's not a huge school. It's just, I don't know. It it was just weird that he was like, oh, it's been like 15 years. And I'm like, you've never run into each other at the one liquor store, the one grocery store. Like, how have you not seen each other? Unless you're intentionally avoiding each other, which would make sense when you find out. (laughs) I would move. I'd be like, oh my God, I saw him and duck behind that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he's like, hey, like after you get off, we should go get a drink. And she's like, okay. She's like, oh, oh my God. God and she's so excited that she goes home a little earlier than expected. She goes to pick up her dry cleaning and she wants to get all pretty because clearly she had a thing for him because mm-hmm. you've seen that in some flashbacks, some hint of that and Ben Hawkins, which is why you think she's so enamored with 
Andy. Yes. Who looks like a 12-year-old, by the way. When I was watching him, like, make out and stuff, I was like, oh. He was in Girl Meets World, and that's all I can see. I did not watch that, He was the nerdy kid in it, and I'm like, "Mm, you're not a sex symbol. No, no. I mean, he was cute, but I was like, you got a baby face. Uh This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) So Jeannie is obviously also scared of her mother because she is like, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. You have to get out. Oh, my God. Here, help. Let me help you. Go, go, go. And Ma's so particular that when they were, she, like, they moved these little cat statues she has, like, very slightly and she was like genie were you downstairs these were moved and they're like right behind her like how was she supposed to fucking get downstairs you find out that cage is even locked mm-hmm. she locks her daughter upstairs what if there was a fucking fire doesn't matter then she would get sympathy ew i hate that yeah also you see that genie does not using a wheelchair which is why we said munchausen by proxy gypsy rose kind of thing because oh, she's the, walking like there's more than that she keeps injecting her with stuff yeah. throughout it and keeps like open your mouth i'm gonna give you this pill okay let me see under your tongue and you're like and she has stopped letting her go to school at this point because she's too sick yes so she's you're keeping her daughter locked upstairs calls it sleepy baby or something like yeah that. exactly so we get this dinner scene and ben basically doesn't even try to play nice with sue ann he says i have a tracker on all my fleet vans and he drives one of my fleet vans and i have a tracker on it and it goes to your house and stays there all the time why the fuck is my kid hanging out at your house and he basically tells her you better stop letting my kid hang out at your house or i will not even bother calling the cops i will just come for you and then he like calls her a loser or something like you were always a loser you're always going to be a loser and i was like trying to be a good dad which is cool but then he's takes it that far it was super lame though because i that was not an adult conversation they did that to emphasize that ma is like triggered by being called a loser but adults like that conversation in my opinion he would have just said you better not let this happen anymore and he would have left it at that i don't think he would have been like you were a loser you're always a loser you're still a loser nice like hey can you tell my son to stop saying hanging out there and then if it didn't what are you doing he would ramp it up yeah but he just goes from zero to or he goes from 60 to 60 yeah like even the next meeting he's just like done again it's like you didn't give her a fucking chance yeah exactly and she was blindsided by this obviously of course she was so we get this after this scene with ben you don't really know what happened to between them in high school but then you get this really terrible flashback scene so sue ann it's been hinted at but in this flashback scene you get that she had a crush on ben like hardcore and in a class he basically tells her to meet him in the janitor's closet after school and Mercedes, who was the drunk bitch at the casino as a teenager, basically gave her tips on how to perform a blowjob yeah. because that's what he, they were insinuating she needed to do in that janitor's closet to Ben. So she gets ready and then it cuts to the darkness and them finishing, basically. So and she's down on him and... He was like, that was awesome. And then they walk out of the janitor's closet and you see this horde of kids just staring at them and laughing. And they're like, how was she? And he was like, good or awesome or something. And you turn around and it's not Ben. Yeah. They set her up with some other dude that just wanted a blowjob and they formulated this specifically to humiliate her. And that is sexual assault. That's, a, that's yeah, that's really fucked up. Yeah. And... Then I looked at you and I was like, kill them all. Right? Fuck we were them both all. on that. We were like, okay, we're done. 
we were like, okay, you're being creepy. Now we are on board with you. Yeah. Maybe do it to the parents. But if you can't get the parents aren't going to come over to Ma's house. So, exactly. all right. I got your fucking kids. Mm-hmm. And then after that flashback scene, you see Mercedes running and you Ooh. see Ma pass her in her awesome. big ass truck. And she just barrels over her and kills her. So good. She just like runs her over. Like it's no issue. Didn't even fucking think yep. about it. She's like, I'm going to run her over. Whatever. Splatters her all, all over the pavement. And also during that flashback scene, Erica is there, who is Maggie's mom. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do anything about it. And she exactly. knew about it and yeah. she didn't stop it, you know, so. That's her problem with her, yeah. It's kind of like that saying, like, you know, you're just as evil if you let evil happen and know it. Yeah. And that's how Erica's character is, basically. And speaking of Erica, Sue Ann has showed up at Erica and Maggie's house acted like she'd never met Maggie before just to put fear into Maggie basically and Erica's like oh this is Sue Ann we went to high school together she's been taking care of their dog and now they have someone that can do that and and the reason we say that is because there is a dog death in this movie the whole time they've had this really sweet old retriever and one night He has basically been drained of a lot of blood and he is whining in the shed and one of his paws is bloody and they don't know why, but he, they lose him. Yeah. And it was tough. It wasn't necessarily gory or graphic because you didn't see Ma really do anything, but you know later. Well, then, I mean, you like, see her walk away when you they do. find the dog and stuff. Yeah, so you background. see that she was there. But you don't really know what she did until later. Yeah. But she drew pretty all like enough blood from the dog, especially that old, to kill it. And Erica suggests calling Sue Ann. Oh, Sue Ann can help us call Sue Ann. Fuck no. And that's when Maggie's like... So I lied to you when she came over. I know her. We've been partying at her house and she's been increasingly creepy. And Erica loses her fucking shit and grounds her daughter for life. Yeah. (laughs) And because they've set this up like this mom and daughter duo are close and they do stuff together and all this stuff throughout this whole movie. Just like you've seen a million times. Whatever. But she's obviously hurt that her daughter didn't tell her this. But now she's horrified that, you know, she was basically swindled by her daughter and this fucking adult. Yeah. Sue Ann has actually, at this point, also stolen the tracking device off of Andy's van and put it at her home so that Ben ends up at her house at night. Mm-hmm. And she's so... She has lost it at this point. Like, oh, it yeah. started with her mowing over Mercedes with her truck, <laughs> killing Maggie's dog, and now she's lured Ben to her home and since Ben was one of the main perpetrators of her humiliation and shame in high school, he's about to get it. Oh, yeah. Because Mercedes got it. Ben gonna get it, too. <laughs> and so he walks in and she pulls a Dexter and she gets him in the neck with tranquilizer and knocks him out. And Ben wakes up and he... This is when it gets going. This, like, Mercedes getting hit signals everything to go off. We're yes. already, like, an, an hour 15 into the movie at this point. Yes. Maybe even more. I don't know how long it was. Felt like an eternity before people started dying finally. Yes. I was it's, hoping. It's good when we get there. Yeah, I was hoping she would leave a steady body trail throughout the movie. And yeah. we just wouldn't, the, our main characters wouldn't know it. But she didn't. That we, that the movie saw. So, yeah. Or that the movie put in. So, it didn't happen if I didn't see it. Ben wakes up, basically strapped down to her bed. Sue, Sue Ann's bed. 
She's standing above him and you're like, ooh, torture scene. And she's got this big ass fucking knife or it's like a between a knife and a machete like kind of thing. And she just drags it down his stomach because she stripped him naked and thrown a a little towel towel over his modesty towel his penis which doesn't matter no because (laughs) since octavia spencer i feel like she had something to do with this Mm -hmm. i could be wrong but in every horror movie you always see the boob always even if it's like a bad scene like there it's not for like sexual like you know excitement she takes the towel off and grabs his penis. Full on penis. Full on. Yeah, you get dick you don't in this away, movie. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like not like she pulls the towel and you see her face doing creepy shit. No, 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 no. no. She grabs the dick. Penis. And Which you're is like, great. Oh, she's gonna cut it off. Because Hollywood is so into the you can't show you can't show dick. Can't. No, no, no. That's all. But off boobs, boobs can be wherever. Boobs are fine. That's I'm fine. Good. Go Octavia if that's her. I feel like she was like, nah, show the dick. You're going to show tits on all the other movies. Show the dick. Yes. It's like a split. It's not even like a whole thing. What this movie I wish would have done, if you're going to give us that long of a buildup, go for it. Mm-hmm. Do it. It just constantly reeled itself back. Yes, it did. And it didn't go to the level that you wanted it to go to. I wanted... To slice his dick off. Yes. Even mm-hmm. if I didn't see the actual chopping of the dick off, yeah. I wished it, they would have just done it. I mean, it still gets gruesome. But not there. But in, like, a way that's, like, I, okay, well, like, so she hooks him up to, this is where you see the dog's uh, blood in yeah. a bag, and she pumps his body full of the dog's blood and slits his wrist, and he bleeds out. Yes. So. You're still there for the slit wrist, so you still get yes, the gore. But. You, but slitting a wrist, we've seen in 13 Reasons Why. Yes. Wow, that's fucked up. But yes. Well, but you know what I mean. Like, it's... We've seen it before, We've seen yeah. it. It's been done. And yes, cutting off dicks has also been done. But you but haven't not, seen it. And not nearly as much. Exactly. Like, it's just not something that we do in movies very often. So, just cut his dick off. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what he deserves. Like, in her mind, what he deserves. And at this point, you're still with her. Like... Yes, torture him. He's a fucking asshole. You're going to kill him either way? Mm-hmm. Cut his dick off. Because he's going to pass out either way. Yeah. Cut his dick off. I'm just saying. I, the, it just... It played on... The, it played with its R rating and there was some gore and we've got some more coming up. But if they're going to... If they're going to show the dick, they can cut off the dick and still keep an R rating. Exactly. Like, just do it. Just do it. In my opinion. Cut the dick off. For future reference. <laughs> so, for some reason, these kids have no sense of danger or creepy because it's Chaz's birthday. And so they're all going to go out for Chaz's birthday. But Maggie's grounded, so she doesn't go. But she's at home and she gets messages from Ma that they're all there and she's not. And her boyfriend is there, who mm-hmm. promised he wouldn't go. Yeah. He's like, it's just for a second. Yeah. We're just stopping by. It's Chaz's birthday. Like, I'm not going to not go How to Chaz's birthday. guys. How is that a fucking excuse? Just because you want to party with it's Chaz's birthday. You fucking mm-hmm. promised. You promised. When it comes to drinking, they don't care, <laughs> is what I've learned. <laughs> so Maggie gets freaked out. And instead of waking up her mother and being like, I think they're in danger. We should go get them. Yeah. She steals her mom's she car. and sneaks out. Because I think at this point, her mom would be like, it's really creepy that Sue Ann came by and pretended like she didn't know you. It's been creepy that she's been letting you hang out there. And she's a good stuff. mom. She would definitely go over and be like, you guys are drinking. You need to get the fuck out. 
Yeah, exactly. So I feel like she could have just asked her mom, but again, then we wouldn't have this next scene. And exactly. When she gets there, very quickly, all her friends have already been drugged. Yes. Like, that's already happened, like she thought was going to happen, or at least knew something bad was going to happen. And she sent out everyone else but the main group. The first group of five, basically, yeah. And they all pass out. And then Maggie goes upstairs to escape, but she finds Ben's body. And I think she screams. And I was like, bitch, shut the fuck (laughs) up. I mean, it's Sue Ann's house and she knows it the best. So she's going to find her anyways. But she just like Mm -hmm. scream and then she gets knocked out. And then through all of these scenes that we've been talking about, it's cutting back and forth to Ma and she's drugging her daughter. So over and over again, she's like putting her out with shit. Yes. And her daughter knows that she's a bad person and she's scary. Yeah. So that's important information to know as well. Because she's asked if she could go back to school and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like she's asked if she could. I hear the kids downstairs. You're too sick. You're too sick. Her mother has even, I mean, Gypsy Rose people, her mother has even gone to the point of saying, we're going to need to shave your hair soon before it starts falling out and stuff. And she's always like, mama loves you. Mm -hmm. Not (laughs) now. So then Maggie wakes up trapped in the basement and and a, a cop shows up. But, of course, that would wreck the scene. Yeah, but and she's not only trapped in the basement. They're all – they all have collars on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dog collars and then leashes that are attached to things behind them. That are mounted in the ground, yeah. I still don't understand. Fucking reach behind you and unlatch it. Like, it's a, it's a little flippy of a dog leash. And – the reason that we say that is because that's not an assumption. It happens later. Yes. It's a fucking dog leash. Like, I don't get it. Like, at least check behind you. Once you check behind you, you can be like, oh, hey, there's a lever I can pull. Yeah. Right. Because we see that later. <laughs> well, this officer shows up and Ma shoots him and her daughter sees it and... She makes her drag the body in with her. Mm-hmm. She's like, look what you made me do. Like, the fuck oh, did she do? She, she didn't do shit. Yeah. Well, her her daughter wants to tell on her real bad. Well, <laughs> like, she does. But somebody downstairs knocked something over and it made a sound. And then her daughter covered for her. She's like, yeah, it was me. It was okay. I just bumped into something in her wheelchair. Yeah. And then... And then mom, mom blames her. her. Like, well, she didn't fucking do shit. She tried to help you. Yeah. So... Maggie screamed really loud and the cop heard it. And as soon as you saw him about to like walk in, Ma shoots him and makes her daughter help her drag him in. Now, if you get caught, you're just going down for also killing an officer. So (laughs) then she goes downstairs and the, the short torture scene we get here starts. They're all knocked out. And so most of them are asleep for the actual torture. The first thing I saw, like, when Maggie woke up, I saw an iron. And I was like, oh, bitch, is that a hot iron? Like, yeah. an, like a, that you iron a shirt with? And it was. And the first thing she does is Chaz is the one she made strip naked in the beginning. And he's got this, like, washboard stomach. And she cuts his shirt off in the center and just puts the iron down on his stomach. And he's, he's still out. knocked out at the very... Li- now, that's going to hurt like a oh bitch when God, he wakes up. So bad. That's like, you're going to wake up and feel... And all- she leaves it there a while. Like, oh, yeah. She she doesn't go... No. She, like, sets it there and it sizzles. It's rough. What was a little more rough for me and what I really thought... This was another one of the things in the trailer and I was like maybe it's a voodoo Mm -hmm. she sews Haley's mouth shut yes and i was like okay that's interesting ritual thing wasn't no was not a ritual thing was just a 
you know, maybe, I mean, she's doing these things to get back at the people that were mean to her in high school, so I'm sure they're symbolic to her. Yeah, but, I mean, it's definitely symbolic. This whole thing is for her to take a picture. Right. To act like she was yes. in this group. Right. So. And she so sews Haley's mouth shut, and Haley is also still completely knocked out, so small favors, I guess. So, and then she takes white paint and paints Daryl's face white. Because she can be the only... Black person in this picture. And that's what she says when she's painting his face. There can only be one of us Mm -hmm. because she was the only one. And then Andy wakes up before anything is done to him. And you're like, fuck, please don't wake up. Yep. Please don't wake up. And then he is almost smart, but Sue Ann is smarter in this aspect. Because he says it too fast. Yes. He says it too fast, but so he tries. he coaxes, he basically tells Sue Ann, oh, let's dance together because he knows that she's, like, enamored with yes. his father or him or, or both. both. Exactly. So he convinces her to dance. Mm-hmm. And they dance and they sway. And Ma's like, it's like we're the only two people in the room. Yep. And, and he's like, and yeah. And he does so good. He's, like, trying to get her there. And then he tells her he, he loves her. And it's like, dude. She fucking knows you're lying right now. Yeah, and she says that. She says, you're lying, and then she stabs him. And he is unconscious for a little while. Like, Mm -hmm. knocks him out, loses blood. I'm not quite sure why, but he's unconscious. And then she gets all four of them on the couch with her, and she sits in the middle and makes Maggie take their picture. Yeah. While this has all been happening, of course, Maggie's mom, Erica, wakes up, and her daughter's not there. So her first instinct, she calls her coworker and says... She's missing, and she goes straight to Sue Ann's. Because she needs a car, first of all, but also yeah. smart to have someone else go with you. Exactly. And she knows where they are, so she's like, let's go, let's go, mm-hmm. we gotta go. And after Maggie takes the photo, Ma tries to hang her. Yes. And she's hanging there for a while. Yes. Like, I'm kind of surprised that she didn't pass out. Yeah, me too. But then you see what we've been waiting for and we knew what was going to happen this whole fucking time. Reach behind and unlock it. That and then what we know is going to happen too is her daughter Jeannie is not okay with what her mom was doing. So she comes down and tries to intervene because she likes Maggie and she also knows that her mother has been drugging her. She's not like – it is like Gypsy Rose and the Munchausen by Proxy kind of thing. Uh, And it's also about Ma's control over other people. But it's also about – she she's not like gypsy rose in that she doesn't know what's happening she knows exactly what's happening to her she knows she's being drugged it doesn't there's no figuring it out she's aware of what's happening to her and Jeannie knocks her mom down and they accidentally create a fire in the process of all this so her basement's now on fire Mm -hmm. and she has barred the so the basement you can get in from the outside too it's like a cellar opening like a storm cellar kind of and she has locked it Well, of course, now that Erica is coming, they arrive and they rescue Maggie and her friends have all woken up and figured out that shit has happened to them and they get the kids out. But then there's this conflict because Jeannie is caught by her mother, Sue Ann. Mm -hmm. And this is Erica, the mom, is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's saying, I'm sorry to the child, to Jeannie so many times over and over. And Jeannie is screaming at them, please help me, please help me, please help me. And Erica's like, I'm sorry, I got to get my daughter up there. Exactly. Like, I can only do. But Maggie is not okay with leaving Jeannie downstairs with, you know, Sue, Sue Ann's like, I'm going to throw her in the fire. Mm-hmm. And she ends up. She stabs her. Yeah, she grabs a knife and she just goes for her. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, she releases Jeannie when she's stabbed. 
And then everyone is out on the lawn. Her whole house is burning down. She goes upstairs and she just lays in her bed with Ben's body and the house is torched. Yeah, that's, that's the end. Ta-da. So we have been pretty vocal throughout this movie about what we thought. So as far as like closing thoughts here, the torture was cool when it started. Took it a long time to start. And then it ended so fast. And it was all of the same dialogue you've heard and all the same exaggerated, like, oh, I want to get drunk, let's party, kind of shit with teenagers that is so done a million and three times. And the the movie just never went anywhere that it could have gone and it could have been so much better had they taken it to that next level. Yes. Had they done a little bit more torture. Had they, when they did the torture, now the torture with the kids I thought was fine, but had she actually cut his dick off? Yeah. Like, I feel like this wasn't any different from any other just like teen slasher movie that comes out over the summer to get kids in the seats to get people to see it they had got that r rating and they didn't even use it really right exactly though because like an r rating you're like okay maybe there's a lot of sex there's not any sex no there's none which is fine i'm not saying but like but they yeah you got the r rating for language and gore and and you did some of it we've all seen somebody get stabbed a million and fucking five times we've even seen somebody's mouth get sewn shut together all you did was paint the other kid's face and put a hot iron on the other one and try to hang one that's all pretty standard stuff yeah like texas chainsaw massacre was gorier than that saw look it's that was just r it's not like that was in c17 yep so the story wasn't anything like, yes, you had, I mean, oh, I forgot to mention she killed her boss and shoved her in a dog cage. It wasn't a you big didn't thing. You see it. Yeah. You, you just, just saw her body. dead. Yeah. So there, there wasn't, they're just, they should, this could, if they hadn't shown the dick, I think been rated PG-13. Abs- I agree. Yeah. I think what got that R rating was yeah. the flashing of the penis on screen, which... They didn't do anything with it. She no. just grabbed it and put it back down and killed him. Yep. So that's my biggest frustration with this movie. It was pretty standard for just a... I mean, really, Octavia Spencer was the reason to see this movie. Absolutely. And she's still the reason to see it. Maybe don't go pay high prices, but... Yeah. And, I mean, the cast was fine. The acting was fine. It just didn't do anything that you haven't seen a million and fucking four times if you're a horror fan. Now, if you're a casual horror fan, you will probably really enjoy this movie. Yeah. There's not a ton of cheap jump scares. It's not a high intensity anxiety movie, but it is a good, like, kind of creepy build up. And then at the end, there's some torture. And that's pretty much the gist of it. Yep. That's basically it. It's a passable movie. It is a passable movie. And, you know, we've talked about this in hype episodes we really liked Brightburn and we really liked The Prodigy. Um, everything else has been either average or below. Or us. Or, yeah, exactly, us. I keep forgetting about that movie because I think it's just on such a, in my head, just like it's a on higher its own level. level. Yeah. Like you have really good horror and then you have us, which is amazing, but then yeah. everything else sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And like La Llorona has been the worst, and then the other ones have just been Pet Cemetery was disappointing. This one was disappointing. So I hope we have got some stuff coming up in horror that is coming to theaters. We've got a lot coming up this yeah, summer. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a good summer. There's four in June anyway. That's like one a week. Yeah. In June alone. And you know, we've got the child's play remake coming up that I'm excited to see. We've I mean there I'm really 
really hoping that it picks up some momentum and Mm -hmm. we stop churning out the same movie over and over and just now I could see I mean this had to have been I think playing a villain like this would be incredibly fun oh yeah I think she had a blast yeah exactly and I don't think that her goal was to make you know an us level horror movie and it was fine it just didn't go the places that I wanted it to go and it left me wanting more is is my biggest complaint with it I'd give it probably like an average run-of-the-mill three out of five yeah I maybe a two I was gonna say I almost feel like I don't I don't think it's as bad as La Llorona but I almost feel like a three is a little too high I mean I would probably give it a two and a half two a three yeah. Leaning closer to the two. I, you know, it, it's just, I did not hate it. I did not even really dislike it. Will I watch it again? No. I will not watch it again. Yeah. Because there's so, no reason to. So, you've seen it and everything. It's well, so boring and then good and then done. And, and it's like, uh, like I just recently uh, rewatched Us. It was in the Dollar Theater and it was like a whole different movie the second time I watched it. And those are the movies that will keep this genre thriving. Yes. And these are the movies that will keep people buying tickets. Yes. Not that people didn't buy a shit ton of tickets to us, but this is just, an, you know, one of those formula movies that we Blum crank. House, yeah. and that's the formula, and we know that he does horror, so let's go see horror. Right. Yeah, exactly. So thank you for joining us. Happy Friday. We hope mm. your weekend coming up is great. We would love if you, for our next type episode, if you know anybody or have any stories of near-death experiences of any sort, if you experienced anything yourself, please send us an email with your story at theexorcisters at gmail.com is where you can send that in. Or you can DM us on any of our socials. Facebook and Instagram are The Exorcisters Podcast and Twitter is at The Exorcisters. We also have started posting more on our blogs on our website. Mm-hmm which is www.exorcisters.com. It is not The Exorcisters or The Exorcisters Podcast, just (laughs) Exorcisters. But we're not the only ones that do this, but we do have what is coming and going from all the streaming services in horror specifically and also what is coming to theaters in June. And And if you're curious what we're doing. Yes. So we will do this every month. And then we also have a post of the movies that we are going to be doing for June. We do not include the hype episodes, but if you see what we put coming to theaters, little hint there. (laughs) (laughs) So again, thank you so much for joining us for this seventh hype episode. And we really appreciate you being here. And until next time, stay creepy.